Hey guys, uh, it's Amir uh, doing another podcast. It's uh, the weekend. I'm trying to do at least one podcast a week um, and I'm trying to learn how to do this properly. Um, so you got to bear with me. Um, the uh, one thing that I want to talk about today is the importance of the future of, of society being able to have children. Um, the proper way. And what do I mean by that? I mean, giving birth, carrying a child in your womb um, for the 10 months that you're supposed to carry that child, not nine, it's 10 months. And uh, those 10 months that you have that child in you uh, developing, um, it's 10 months total because the first month that is not counted is the month where the embryo is implanting. It is a total of 10 months that you are actually factually with life inside of you. Okay, so um, when you're going through pregnancy, the, the vagina and the womb is going to stretch and is going to, the pelvis is going to spread, Um, all the bones in your body uh, become more um, flexible, Um, joints kind of spread a little bit, Uh, your feet might even grow. Um, So your entire body changes. Um, The man's uh, DNA completely engulfs you. You become a female version of him, literally. Um, and that's why a lot of women over time uh, become, uh, have more physical characteristics of their spouse. Um, and as couples that have had a lot of sex and they've exchanged these bodily fluids, they take on each other's genetic makeup, the the genetic code, so to speak. Um, Now, there are women out there who want to have children, I understand, um, who cannot have children naturally. They have to go through artificial means. Um, There is so much natural uh, ways to enhance your, your fertility, one being not putting toxic tampons and toxic pads on your vagina. Think about what you're putting into your body. Think about what you're putting next to your body, next to your skin, next to your reproductive area. Um, Think about that, okay? Just like some people are so obsessed with their, their physical look, they don't care about what's inside. You know, what, what, are the genetics what are the what what is the genetic code of that person and that's what's important what is activated within that person what characteristics show up in that person in their personality in their physical appearance and in, in the way they just are as a total being okay there's more than just the physical I see so many clients, so many women that are in their 20s, in their 20s, okay, and they're not fertile anymore. 
Why? Because they've been partying with their friends. They've been abusing their vaginas with sex with many, many men. Um, they've suffered through STDs. Um, they've gotten pregnant uh, at a young age before their pelvis uh, and their womb was developed. And because of that, um, you know, they went through C-section. Um, I am a firm believer in people in society need to have a license to have children. Um, they need to be able to have classes. Um, you have to have a license to drive a car. You have to have a license to be a massage therapist. You have to have a license to run your own business. I mean, the list goes on and on. There's so many finite things where you have to go through so much more red tape, but yet there's bunches of people out there that are breeding and are having children, and they don't teach their daughters and their sons how to take care of themselves properly, and it, it creates this ripple effect generation to generation. I myself was blessed. My mother had a nanny. Um, and she was taught properly how to take care of herself. When my mother raised uh, us children, she taught the daughters how to take care of herself. She taught us how to be a lady, how to be polite, uh, to use natural products. You know, my mom told me, don't put soaps and chemicals on your vagina. Uh, wash it with honey, wash it with salt water, and wash it with vinegar, but and and plain water, rose petals uh, mixed in with essential oil, and you can put that uh, and rub that on your vagina for deodorization. Um, <clears throat> there are so many natural ways to deal with feminine odor, feminine hygiene, and your womb that does not include chemicals and that does not include artificial things that over time hurt your lineage and hurt your ability within yourself within your own timeline not to mention your 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 children down the road and your grandchildren down the road their ability to conceive and have children if you decide to have a child with a woman who has had a c-section or doesn't have at least a 36 wide hip she is not going to be able to give birth to that child. And down the road, when you have daughters, those daughters are not going to be able to give birth to her children. And those sons of yours that have daughters will not be able to um, give birth. Um, what happens is it weakens the line. It weakens the genetic code and the ability within that DNA to have phase conjugation, to have ignition, ignition and ignite from within, okay? Um, there's no phi. There's no, there, there's a metaphysical and a physical, spiritual, scientific bridge when a woman has a child and she births it. There's a benefit to giving birth there is a benefit uh, to the child and to the mother. Um, and 
even though the father isn't physically pregnant, he is because at that point, because she is a genetic copy of him on a DNA level, for, that, for her to carry his child, she has become a female version of him. She is his womb. And so, sympathetically, the man will go through um, the pregnancy symptoms uh, sometimes with the woman. Um, and in delivery, the, the husband. So, believe it or not, it is not uh, good to have C-sections. It's not good to deal, to, to rely on just artificial means to get pregnant. It's not good to depend on birth control to calm down your your period. There are other ways and more natural ways that can actually help you regulate that. And um, that's basically what I do. I, I give people advice on fertility. A lot of people call me a fertility goddess. I don't, I don't claim that title, but I get that a lot. Um, but I'm just very giving. I donate cloth pads to women um, because for me, my biggest desire in my heart is to teach society and teach everybody how to take care of their sexual health and how to ensure that their genetic line down the road is properly able to have spiritual bliss, to have the experience of kundalini, to have the experience of giving birth and having a sacred union with another individual. And right now, the, the only way genetically uh, to do that is for a man and a woman, the two opposite polarities to come together and form a sacred union and, and share that experience. Now, if the man uh, is having sex and using condoms a lot, uh, you really need to research the uh, chemicals that are in the condoms because it actually causes desensitization of the penis and um, the chemicals over time uh, actually cause erectile dysfunction issues. Um, and the chemicals in con the, the average condom also cause a lot of issues with uh, STDs. Um, they don't really, they give a false sense of protection. Um, <clears throat> when the average STD uh, is easily transmitted uh on doorknobs, uh, it, there, many of them are just like common colds. Um, so <sighs> condoms don't really ensure uh, no genetic uh, swapping of genetic material, basically. It, it, they don't assure that. So I encourage couples that are intimate to learn to trust each other sexually, to, to communicate with each other. Uh, to open up and um, be willing to talk about those things, uh, your sexual health. If somebody is worth having sex with, then they're not going to get offended when you ask them about STDs. They're actually going to be impressed. They're actually going to enjoy the fact that you asked them that.
okay? Um, that's how adults are. Now, if somebody gets offended with you because you, you say, uh, I use cloth pads or I use vegan condoms and they laugh at you, understand they're laughing at themselves. They're not really in touch with with the reality of what's going on around them. And that's what I see as a, as a growing issue in society. Instead of people looking at things and saying, this is, you know, the situation and, and this is what I need to do to change. It's more based on convenience, choices based on convenience in society. It's rippled out. It's, it's affected so much. It's affected fertility. It's affected government, economics, business, love, everything. So, you know, I find that it's better to... Be honest with people and discuss these things, and uh, that's why I I started um, doing podcasts because I enjoy discussing these things. I enjoy helping people, uh, couples. I've I've done it for so long, um, and in all honesty, no matter what kind of career field I'm in, I'm always asked to give advice, and uh, so. You know, I feel like I have the it. Whatever the it is, it's this undefinable ability to help people. And that makes me happy. And when I teach courses on Tantra, what I tend to teach is about onking and self-cultivation. So I teach the humblest version of Tantra, which teaches an individual to... Uh, not have sex like some Tantra teachers will have sex with their clients and students I don't do that I teach the humblest version which is self-cultivation and self-mastery over sexual urges and holding on to your orgasm and learning to separate your ejaculation from your orgasm thus maintaining your orgasm through breath and through just touch, not even having to have intercourse. Um, you can get to a point during intercourse where you withdraw from your partner, uh, your sexual organs, uh, you take those apart from each other, but there is this total body engulfment of bliss where uh, the gentleman feels like he's a gigantic lingam and the female has opened up her kundalini to where she feels like she's a gigantic yoni and you just come together in an erotic bliss and um, without having ejaculation and squirt you know like it's and that's the beautiful gift and the knowledge of of this and me being able to just ramble on and and share with you guys is somewhere I help a couple with fertility or I help a couple with their sexual needs of communicating with each other sexually and and sometimes even helping couples uh, learn to 
embrace not being jealous and giving, loving more. And that's basically what I teach in a nutshell. That's that's basically the knowledge that I offer. Um, and I love discussing about sex. Um, I'm not saying talking sexy. I'm saying discussing it, you know, uh, learning from it, talking to each other about it, and exploring life. And you never really want to say, I, I don't like this or I don't like that sexually until you at least try it with your partner. If you're not willing to try it, then maybe meet each other halfway, you know, um, there's always compromise. The most important thing I think is just keeping that line of communication open and being creative, being fun, not losing the innocence and getting so wrapped up in the stress of life that you lose each other. And uh, I'm in an open marriage myself. Uh, I might even from time to time on podcasts discuss that. Um, I get a lot of questions um, on my Facebook page. Uh, <clears throat> my, I've discussed it that my husband is my best friend. Um, we don't always get along, but because of our our transparency, um, it's easier to work through things. Um, and we have that ability to talk to each other. Um, it makes it easier. Uh, it doesn't make it perfect. And I think that that is what makes a marriage work is realizing that there's no perfect spouse. There's just what works for you in your life and what works for them. And finding that you need each other on some level and you can't be without that person. Whether they're your love and you do have sex with them or you're in a celibate sexless marriage that's open or maybe you're swingers, you know, whatever it is, if you need advice, I'm here. I'm incredibly non-judgmental. Um, and uh, so, yeah that's it that's that's it in a nutshell <laughs> and uh, this is my first um, real I guess podcast where I've actually opened up and discussed a lot more um, one of my first topics that I threw out to um, try to discuss online was uh, letting go of expectations and how letting go of our own expectations that we put on a person or put on ourselves, how, how not being so hard on ourselves with those expectations and not being so hard on them, it, it allows for that um, ability for a couple to really integrate more and to, to grow. So for me in my marriage, my expectation growing up, um, when I thought of marriage, I never really thought of an open marriage. So I myself don't recommend open relationships or open marriages with a new couple. I think 
they're definitely better to spend that time bonding in the beginning. And once you both reach that level of maturity where you can be a little bit more detached, more non-judgmental, and more receiving of allowing your spouse or your love to to have pleasure, um, if even if you can't give that pleasure to them, um, if you can get to that place, then then I think that you're having a better opportunity to grow old with that person because nobody ever stays the same sexually. They evolve over time. And those needs will evolve and change through sicknesses, through stress, through money, through poor, through, through um, you know, traveling, through uh, your day-to-day bump and grind, through through everything what you have is that connection and that that integration of each other in each other's life of being there and uh, being a best friend and communicating and that in itself takes a, a huge level of uh, of integrity to do so you know, I'm here if you guys want to talk, if you guys need to communicate about anything, just open up and I don't mind at all. I look forward to talking to you guys again very, very soon. Um, I know I jumped from topic to topic, but I, I really most definitely enjoyed this. Thank you guys so much.